0: Just want to welcome those who are new to St. Margaret of York. I know we have family and friends here with uh, Noah receiving his first communion. I want to welcome you, but also to welcome anyone who maybe was joining us at Easter time and came back and said, hey, that place isn't all that bad. People don't bite. Right? So there might be some of you out there who are saying, you know what? I'm kind of checking this place out. I came by at Easter time and, and just want to see how this thing goes. So I want to welcome you, and I would really love to meet you after Mass will be out. The back exit there, uh, and I don't bite either, so come on by and say hi, I'd love to meet you. As I was saying at the beginning of Mass, after Easter, those three Sundays after Easter, have kind of formed a series. And I know people bounce around from Mass to Mass, but it's been this series on witness. The first Sunday after Easter was about Thomas and the necessity of being a witness. Thomas wouldn't have heard about Jesus' resurrection had not the disciples gone and told him. There's a need for witnesses. And then the Sunday after that, we saw what it means to be a witness. What's the essence of being a witness? And then last Sunday, we saw how can I be a witness? It's been this theme now, these past three Sundays, witness, witness, so many beautiful post-resurrection gospel readings. We hear about Jesus meeting the apostles, Jesus the risen Lord. It's an exciting time. Yeah, a little fearful for the disciples, but he's risen, he's alive. There's enthusiasm, there's stuff happening. We have all these different accounts after the resurrection, and then all of a sudden today... We show up at Mass and we hear the Word of God and we hear what Jesus said during the Last Supper. His goodbye to His disciples. That's what we just heard. We're going to hear it today and we're going to hear the other half of it next Sunday. Jesus' goodbye during the Last Supper when he knew he was going to die and he knew they were going to be left alone we can wonder what's up with that what happened to our Easter joy what happened to this enthusiasm what the resurrection means to me as a Christian that Jesus is alive and I will live too? why the somber why the solemn why the sad goodbye speech by Jesus Christ today And a week from today? And the answer is that in two weeks, we are going to remember an event that deeply affected the disciples. And we who are trying to become disciples of Jesus Christ, the way we do that is by imitation. Isn't that the way we learn? we imitate people. We imitate our parents. We imitate our teachers. We imitate people that we see on TV. Those of you who have kids, you can see that, right? They watch different shows. They see things on TV. All of a sudden, they start doing all these crazy things and saying these crazy things. And you're like looking at your wife or looking at your husband. You're like, where do they get that from? It's like, oh, well, it's on TV. It's the show they saw. Or all of a sudden, they start speaking like you, and that can be a very joyful thing, it can be a very scary thing, depending on what comes out of your mouth. As a parent, you're like, oh boy, perhaps stop saying that, right? Because my little three or four year old is saying it too. That's how we learn, by imitation. It should be no surprise that the church helps us to learn how to follow Jesus by imitating the disciples living what they lived through and in two weeks time these disciples are going to lose jesus in two weeks time we're going to remember the ascension when jesus ascended up into heaven and for us it's like oh joy jesus ascended into heaven what a beautiful thing no yeah it was a beautiful thing but they lost him or they felt like they lost him this Jesus that they got to see, touch, talk with, walk with, eat with, joke around with, live their lives with for three years, He's gone. Nothing. Apparent silence. It's an event that not only affected them, but affects me. It affects me. How many times do I struggle with? The fact that, why doesn't Jesus just show himself? This would be so much easier. <laughs> why doesn't Jesus just kind of walk right in here and just tell us as it is, and this world would be so much easier? You know, I go into my room, I go to church on Sunday, I ask for stuff, I try to talk to him, and what do I hear many times? Many times they hear nothing. We are experiencing what the disciples will experience in two weeks. Jesus is saying goodbye. How fitting it is then that as we get closer to remembering Jesus' ascension, that we turn to a moment when Jesus is speaking with his disciples and he's saying goodbye. I think if we can listen to what Jesus says to those disciples, it can also help me in my life as Jesus looking at his disciples and they see that he's about to suffer and die, that they feel that they're going to lose him. Jesus knows that and he starts speaking to them. He starts telling them things that will help them. I as a disciple am in the same situation. And I can learn from what Jesus says today. And what does he say? We all know the image that Jesus uses in today's gospel. I am the vine, you are the branches. And what happens is we hear that image, that, that parable, and we think, well, first of all, probably not too many of us are familiar with vines, uh, probably just what comes out of them. But not too many of us are sitting around growing vines. The best we can do is think of like a tree. We're like, okay, Jesus, you're like the trunk, and we're like the branches. So, duh, we have to be connected to the trunk if we're going to live and if we're going to produce fruit. And we can easily discard something that is so deep. And I want to invite you to walk with me just for a brief moment this morning as we get deep into what Jesus is really saying. It's much more than, hey, I'm the trunk and you're a bunch of branches. Hang on to me, otherwise, you're in trouble. You're going to wither up and die, man. So just weather it out. I'm ascending into heaven. Hang in there, guys. Perseverance, you know, kind of like a halftime football game. Coach goes in there. He's like, yeah, I know we're losing. 45 to nothing. He's like, hang in there, guys. You can do it. You can bounce back. And all the, all the players are like, can you give us a little bit of tips, coach? Uh, hang in there. You can do it. Well, that's not going to help. And sometimes we think of Jesus. He's like, yeah, all you have to do is attach to me, attach to the trunk. You can do it. Hang in there. Rah, rah, rah. It's deeper than that. And we can discover what Jesus is saying. Beginning with just one phrase that probably slips right by us. One thing that Jesus says in this morning's gospel remain in me as I remain in you. He tells them how. It's not a generic, hey, stay close to me. Jesus is saying, remain in me in the same way as I remain in you. And I know that probably doesn't clarify a whole lot yet, and we're probably like, okay, I get the basic concept, but practically, what is Jesus really saying? And it goes right to the beginning of this morning's gospel. And he says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. Another phrase that probably doesn't mean a lot to us today. But to those disciples 2,000 years ago who were hearing Jesus Christ say this, they all knew what the vine represented. What does the Bengal tiger represent in Cincinnati? The Bengals! If you see a big Bengal face, the face of a Bengal tiger, everyone in this room would go, oh, Cincinnati Bengals. You wouldn't go, what's a Bengal tiger? Is that supposed to be the Cincinnati Zoo or something? No, everyone would know. If it's orange and black, it's big old Bengal tiger. It's like, well, that's the Bengals. The vine for those that lived at the time of Jesus Christ was the image for God's people not for God God wasn't the vine the people were the vine I know this might be a little tough to follow but it's worth it follow me Jesus says I have become the vine I have become You. God, it's no longer God up here and God's people down here, the vine. God is saying, I now am the true vine. I have become like you. I have taken on your nature. I have become the vine. This is how much your God loves you. My God is crazy in love with me. He's become like me. He didn't have to. He wanted to. And then it all starts to make sense. Remain in me in the same way as I, Jesus Christ, have remained in you. That is, I have become incredibly intimately like you. What's the conclusion? during this time where we don't see jesus we can't touch jesus we can't walk with jesus and quite honestly sometimes we feel alone and a little skeptical the solution is to draw incredibly close and become like him in the way that he has become like me, to become God-like. How do we do that? We do that by listening to his word. We do that by imitating him. We do that through prayer. We do that through so many different ways. Jesus is saying, I have chosen to remain in you. You remain in me, but it's not a generic remain in me. Remain in me in the same way as I have remained in you. I have gotten inside you. I have come to know you. I've taken on your human nature. God became man so that we can be like God. That's the power of today's gospel passage. Much more than Jesus the trunk and we're the branches.